Hello, I'm Niall Brown, and welcome to this latest episode of the Movies in Focus podcast. Founded in 2010, the aim of Irish Film London and the Irish Film Festival London is to champion Irish film and animation in the UK. With patrons including Saoirse Ronan, Colin Farrell and Fiona Shaw, the organisation is not just a major force for Irish film in the UK, but it now has a strong global reach. Movies in Focus talked with Jerry Maguire, the head of Irish Film London, to discuss what it's like running the organisation. In a chat which covers everything from the selection of films to the technicalities of arranging venues, this is a hugely informative look at the 2021 Irish Film Festival London. Please note that the chat was recorded over Zoom on the eve of the festival, and we had a few technical issues with the recording due to patchy Wi-Fi. But I think you'll agree it's a chat worth hearing. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I'm hiding out in the upstairs of um, of a cinema in central London because we don't have an office. So right. um, <laughs> I'm like, you know, um, this this part's not open until uh, midday. But um, I'm like, I'm a I'm a member. So they've, they've let me kind of hide in this little nook to do the Zoom call. I hope there's not. Hope you can't hear like background noise or. No, I can't hear anything, so you're all good. Good stuff. Good stuff. How are you now? I'm not too bad. You must be very busy this week. Uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> Just a bit, man. Just a bit, yeah. Uh, but like, um, I, I think I think we're doing quite well. I think we're doing well. Like, um, opening night is sold out, so we've got right. less to do for that. Um and there's some other events that are selling out or that have done really well over the weekend. So, yeah, we're we're okay. We're okay. We're, I think it's uh, manageable levels of chaos. Right. <laughs> as, lo- as long as it stays man- manageable, that's okay. That's it. Yeah, I'm used to chaos, but only manageable levels of chaos are acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is your first year in, in the job. So what's it like taking it over the road? Um definitely a challenge like in but um so my predecessor kelly um built irish film london and the irish film festival london from from birth you know it's it's her baby really in lots of ways and um stepping into that's quite intimidating in the sense that like i'm kind of taking over a network and like uh an organization and 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 fronting a community of people that that don't know me and kind of stepping into someone's shoes and I'm quite conscious of the fact that people don't have the same relationship with me that they did with Kelly mm-hmm. um so it's daunting in that sense um like I've got a background of working at brilliant festivals but I've never directed a festival before so it's a first for me in that sense as well um there's lots of challenges that I've had to try and meet um, but I mean ultimately like I'm in a very supportive environment I've got a great team around me I've got a great board of directors that supports me um, and the organization our funders in Ireland and in the UK are actually brilliant and like really want to see us succeed as well so and our audiences our audiences are, are brilliant every event we go to we get to talk to people, we make friends we start new relationships it's it's, it's a great a great thing to be a part of this it's like a community aspect to to this which i kind of didn't expect to be as strong as it is but it's but it's there and it's very strong and it's it's beautiful 
So tell me a little bit about Irish Film London and then obviously off the back of that, the festival. So what is the aim of Irish Film London? Sure. So Irish Film London really exists just to try and promote Irish films of any kind to audiences across the UK, really. Um, you know, rather than just sort of do some cinema screenings in London and sort of fulfill that part of the of the contract, what we try to do is work with community organisations and Irish cultural organisations across the country to give more people access to Irish film and Irish film culture. Um, so film is a really strong booming industry um it says a lot about the story that we can tell as irish people um there's so many people of irish descent or who identify as irish in britain and we're trying to bring those stories to them and to represent them on screen but also trying to share those stories with other people so that's the, the mission really is to try and bring those stories to as many people as possible in the UK and to, to try and get them film culture. The Irish Film Festival London is kind of our showcase event every year. So it's uh, an opportunity for us to take the biggest and best and uh, most interesting, I guess, uh, films that have been out in the last 12 months and to put them all within a festival wrapper and, and uh, present them to people in one go. But this year is slightly different in the sense that we've got kind of two years worth of films to, to look at and to consider. So the programming for the festival this year was definitely a little bit looser in terms of the fact that it couldn't, we wanted to include some films which have already been released or films that had been on the festival circuit in late 2019, early 2020, but people wouldn't have seen yet to sort of make sure that they had a chance to, to be to be represented in context. Well, to sort of go through two years of, of, of films, choose what you want, how do you select, you know, and how do, how do you narrow it down? Do you have a brief to begin with? First instance, we do submissions. We use a platform called Film Freeway, um, and all of our festival submissions go through there. Um, the criteria that we set out on there is... Um, is your film, was your film completed in the last number of years? Um, is there an Irish element in it? And can you identify it? And by that we mean, are there Irish creatives involved? Are there Irish people in front of the camera, behind the camera, part of the creative team, the writer, director, producer, etc.? Um, or shoot in Ireland or access Irish uh, structural support like funding um, to get your film made. So oh, any one of those things can qualify you to be uh, submit to the festival and um, what we do from there is we take the best of those submissions and we spend a lot of time at other festivals through the year sort of making sure that we're aware of what's out there and the people are able to get their submissions in uh, if we want them but they all go through on freeway um, from there it's a short it's a very long winded like shortlisting process so, uh, for the short films especially, we, we receive hundreds of short film entries every year, which is really great. And like, it's a, it takes us a long time to get through them all. We do watch every one of them. And, and then we're left with this really difficult decision, like which of these great do we get to, do we get to choose? Because inevitably we've, we've got too many films and not enough space in the, in the cinema to show them or in, in a program, you know? Um, especially this year really expanded program for the festival this year it's like it's much bigger than it ever was before partly because it's a 10th anniversary and partly because you know it's kind of our 
back this and after not able to do anything in 2020. Um, so we've got more cinema slots, we've got more like films in the program and everything. But even that, we're really limited to what we can show. So there's always a the process of like, things on its merit and how it fits in with the rest of the program and things that we want to, because we want to include, but we, we can't include or often a part of that. Um, it's kind of a tricky process. And what time, what time of the year do you start doing that? Is it months ago or do you wait till you get everything in at the end? Yeah, it's kind of a, it's an evolving process across the year. Open our entries in the springtime and we'll generally get like a rush of submissions as soon as we open. Um, and from there we start to, we kind of start listing like on paper straight away or in our head straight away and then we like to sit. Everything, can't hide everything else because there's often in, uh, times when there's often times when we think, oh, here's a great short film, uh, but we don't know how it would work in the program. Like, we would love to show it, but when we think about it alongside a standard narrative drama or a comedy or something, it's maybe a bit too left of field. So, how's that going to work? What, what we'll sometimes find then is that when we've looked at everything in context and we say we have a short list of films, we say, ah, oh, do you know what? That would work really well as a follow-up to this other film or as a, a precursor to another one because it's a link between. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, kind of, it's a very interesting process. Ultimately, we're kind of making decisions in our head throughout the year. But not some final decisions until we can see the lay of the land. And the way things are evolving, obviously, the sort of the lockdown situations made a lot of festivals do online screenings as well. Um, yeah. to, to do that, what did you have to put in additional infrastructure for your online components? Or was that something yeah. you developing anyway? So, I mean, we all we could do in 2020 was 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 stick some stuff up on the website. And in 2020, the decision was made that we have to keep communicating with people. We have to make sure that people know that we're still here and that we still care about of you know promoting Irish film to the audiences here. So we did do some very sort of DIY stuff on the website. Um, early 2021, when we were kind of more used to that, <laughs> I guess, but we did we weren't sure if there was any light at the end of the tunnel for the online only thing. We did invest um, in some some infrastructure system that we use for our online program now, which is this like state of the art um, digital rights management system. So we can put like commercial feature films up and we don't have to worry about piracy. They're like watermarked with like invisible forensic stuff and everything. <laughs> um, and there's, you know, a ticket system built in there that's um, sort of health and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a smoother, more kind of professional looking process now, I guess. Um, but we did have to make some investment in it. Uh, I think it's difficult now, like at the end of 2021, it's difficult to drive people towards that online experience sure. when things come up again. Um, but we've 
we've built a significant audience outside of London now. Like we're still Irish film London, but the audience that we access now is all across the UK with the online programme. We've a big audience in Manchester, Birmingham, Liverpool, um, quite a significant that accesses our work online from Ireland, from the island of Ireland. Um, we have our own podcast that you probably know about that's like almost as many people in the US listen to it as do in the UK. Right. You know, so, so these things are, they're kind of, they're kind of time sinks in a way because yeah. we were able to focus just on doing the in-person events then then we'd maybe be able to just like focus on them and market them and and maybe have more of an impact quicker with those kind of events. But accessing those other audiences is so important to us that we're we are going to continue doing it. And what are your thoughts? I mean, everyone has their belief and opinion on sort of theatrical exhibition sure. and sort of watching films streaming. And what what are your views on that personally and and as an organization? I mean, there's, I mean, look, there's definitely merits to both. Like, one of the main reasons that we're maintaining our online presence have access to um, the work that we do. Well, so people can't come to the cinema and can't use venues that don't have full accessibility um, and there are still some that are like that um, that just don't feel safe coming back to the cinema um, or that have other reasons not to not to leave the house keeping their online program and their streaming options available is important because they can still access that stuff that's like and that's part of so something that we really want to, to work harder on actually is to make sure that we reach more people like that that. Streaming is an experience which it sits alongside all those other domestic experiences that you have. There's something very special about the shared experience of being in a theatre and it's very difficult to, to replace. I think that we can replace that with. Um, and I think this is why the industry, the industry knows this and audiences know this and this is why distributors that we've spoken to on trying to get bums on seats in the cinema you know it's as much about the economic model as it is about the the, the sort of the satisfaction of an audience for being in that um so like we, we've seen we've seen really great responses to um to come out to our opening night to be there for that gala event um on our closing night and just to sort of return to the cinema and and come to events like that for the first time. Um, and we, yeah, I think we share share the opinion that it's not something that we can easily replicate through stream. Sure. So I think that to cut a long story short, I suppose like there's a time and a place, but it, it has its uses, but it's never really gonna never really gonna trump the theatrical experience for me. And you're festivals kind of dotted in, in different locations what is the how, how do you go about liaising with these people and I mean it, it sounds like a logistical sort of hurdle of building the festival and putting it together tell me about that because it sounds really yeah. fascinating 
yeah, I mean, it's it's a tricky process. Um, it's a tricky process. It's one of the first things I did in January this year was reach out to the venues um, to see um, who wanted to work with us in November. And it's trickier still. I'm like actually in January, most of those places were practically mothballed. <laughs> like they weren't. There was no one. There was no one in the cinema because they were. We were in a lockdown. The uh, phones um Emails were being answered weeks, if not months later, um, by a lot of venues. Nobody was really entertaining the idea of, of physical things again, because kind of hard to imagine now, even looking back like six, eight months, but we just didn't have a clue what was going to happen next week at that stage. So that, that, was, that was the biggest challenge for it. But um, I mean, this is, where, this is kind of where my, um, my previous festival experience helps, because I've worked at like, much bigger events in, in short film festival which works across like a 10-day festival that works across seven or eight venues um i've worked at sheffield documentary festival which is a huge industry event and logistically much more challenging a much more intensive um production and preparation process so the decision to work and um, and industry industry events are all at the Irish Cultural Centre for us, so like that's a, a kind of a fourth partner. Um, challenging in terms of lining it all up and making sure that everyone was available um, and wanted to have us when we had when we when we wanted to be there. Um, beyond, we're lucky in the sense that we've got the legacy to go with what we do, and um, so. A lot of venue partners kind of have an existing brand, I guess. Like they know that we can put bums on seats. They know that our events are high quality and will be marketed well and will be uh, curated in a um, in a way that's friendly to all. Um, and we did. We have. We tried to choose of this festival that makes sense in terms of where we want our audience to be as well mm -hmm. you know we've been at different cinemas over the years all brilliant part of me but the the way that a festival feels at a particular venue is a little bit different because you're as much access in that venue's loyal audience as you are bringing your audience to the venue so there's a difference in feeling like in 2019, we were at Regent Street Cinema, which is a beautiful cinema. I love, love Regent Street Cinema. Uh, so it's a single school, probably, I, th I think it is like the first cinema. I think Regent Street Cinema is the first cinema in the UK. Right. And it was, it was a beautiful experience. Um, and I, I, I love, just love all of the events that we do there. Um, but it wasn't possible for us to be there again this year. Um, so we had to we had to implement a sort of a change of a change of culture maybe or a change of like the feeling of of what the festival was going to feel like. Um, ultimately, the main venue partner that we chose to work with this year, I felt like we were kind of having a bit of a reset. Like we were out of action for a year, like a restart, and the place that Irish Film Festival London started. And had its first screenings is Riverside Studios in Hammersmith. So Riverside is 
was all out of action for a long time, actually, because they had like an extensive refurb. It took them like five or six years to complete. Um, but it opened again in 2019. And then, of course, during the pandemic. So in the springtime of this year, we approached them and said, look, there's synergy here. We did our first screenings with you 10 years ago. You've been closed for a while. You're open again in West London. We know that we can um, get people to come down and that we can work together to make something really good. Um, we know some of the people that work there. We trust them, projectionists, um, curatorial team and everything. And ultimately, that like all those sort of pieces of the puzzle fitted for us to end up working with them. Um, and then our other venues sort of fell into place off the back of that. And tell me about you and how do you become the head of Irish Film London? What, what's your career like and what, what, what's your journey been to bring you here today? So it's um, in Newcastle upon time. My career started as a, as a film producer in about 2010. Um, I, did a, I did a BA in media production at Northumbria University. Um, that was my kind of first time moving out of Ireland. Um, also lived there for a long time. Um, worked in the industry there on like feature films, shorts, some commercial stuff. Um, got seen. Um, and, and work was slow in film production. I took up um, festival exhibition roles in places like Berwick Film Festival, so up on the Scottish border. Um, so Berwick Festival at the time was uh, becoming like a significant cultural event in the area. And I worked there for three, four years. Eventually became producer of that festival, um, did more special events and did more sort of ambitious um, commissions that we put on around this historic walled town, Scottish border. Um, and off the back of that, took a job at Field Documentary Festival. Um, and at, at the time that I was the, the DocFest role, I was kind of moving to London for film production work anyway. And so my, my London-based like film work as a producer has been on more sort of international feature films and stuff like that and producing more of my own work. Um, but at the same time, I always had like one foot in the, in the festival roles as well. Um, started to do some small curatorial roles for little festivals um, and then took on the role as London short producer in, I think it was the 2018 editions. I'm not entirely sure because it happens in January. LSFF happens in May, and most of the work we do happens the previous year. So, like my timeline's a bit hazy on whether I did 17, 18, 18, 19, or something like that. Um, yeah, and I mean, in January of 2021, the opportunity came around. Um, I heard that IFL was looking for a new a new head. And I was kind of reticent to put my name in the hat at first, but um, put an application in, met the team, spoke to them at length about the role and what it involved and everything. And um, they kind of sold it to me as much as I obviously sold myself to them or sold the vision of me fulfilling the job to them. Um, it's been a really lovely experience. And 
how does your background in production, how does that feed into your, your current role? Do you, do you see that that actually helps with, with your knowledge uh, and, and what you're looking for? I mean, I think that's a good question because lots of what I'm doing right now is, I guess it's like business management stuff as much as it is, um, and it's sort of logistical stuff as much as it is um, curatorial and, and festival production stuff, which is more sort of like hands-on doing things. There's a lot of like strategic thinking and a lot of um, like budgets and financial management and stuff, obviously. My experience in that all comes directly from my producing work, really. Um, so as a producer, I would have um, had to set up a limited company and try to, you know, every project that we do is, is budgeted and scheduled and has to fit into a, an overall sort of concept and strategy. And all of that experience I've taken from, from the film world. So, and a lot of the connections, my existing connections that I've got in my network comes from the film world. Um, the film exhibition sector is, it's right at the other end of the value chain of making a film, if you like, you know, so yeah. most of what I do as a producer is in the very early stages of development. So I'm a creative producer, I work with writers, or writers mostly, and we take something from idea stage and, you know, write a treatment and from there make a script and do the funding applications together and try to figure out where this where these projects fit into either to the marketplace or to the art world or or how we're going to deliver them and it's that stuff that that feeds to like one of those successful uh, business like like Irish film London you know um and then the I think I think IFL is a not-for-profit organization so there's there's a lot of advice that I've needed to to get from our brilliant board of directors and um, try and support me understanding what that looks like and what it feels like um so there's a there's a bit of sort of there's a bit of sort of my producing knowledge and my festival feed in and in almost equal parts and then i mean i, mean, I, I think like what, what i'm trying to get at is that like those really important and they're they're a big part of allowing me to be able to do the job but i'm also in a role that still feels very new to me sure. so I, like i don't feel like, like i'm not always like very very comfortable in everything that i have to do but i still have to do it <laughs> so <laughs> what i've got around me is a, a network um and i've got a forum that i can bring ideas to and test them out and give the ideas space to fail before we are put into action which is really important as well um so yeah it's a little bit of experience a little bit of uh, industry knowledge and a little bit of um a good network of people around you to support you and prop you up and are you still working as a creative producer outside of film london as well uh not really like I have projects that are have plates that are still spinning that are kind of um held over from that and my name is attached to projects that are that are out there like ifl is pretty much a full-time job um that plus, <laughs> yeah yeah that plus having a family and um yeah everything's like the life admin that goes with it um 
I don't really have time to continue the creative producing stuff at the moment, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I, you'll you'll be the first to know if I have any any projects that get off the ground. Cool. No, definitely. And speaking of sort of film, what what are your thoughts on Irish film? Where it is at the minute? Where it's come from? And and where do you see it going? So I mean, I think Irish film is in a, a great place right now. Um, what we're seeing. Uh, in terms of conversations that we're having with, uh, with funders and with uh, the other festivals that are in our, our network is just an absolute boom of, of production, of really action, of uh, Irish stories that are coming out or stories by Irish filmmakers, which we haven't seen. We haven't seen a diversity of stories that are being written really at any time in Ireland's history. Um, and that's the result of significant investment that's been that's went into the infrastructure and the talent that's in Ireland that's able to deliver these things. It's a result of the success of companies like Samsung Films and Elements and um, these big sort of producers that uh, uh, productions that are that deliver things like normal people and you know um, big sort of like successful awards nominated uh, shows and films the sector but it's also the result of it's the result of investment in infrastructure and investment in like facilities and things like that you know in, that invites inward investment into Ireland all of those things come together to make a successful industry um one thing that we've seen loads of loads of this year is really really high quality documentaries and um, like to the point where we're, we've got an industry session at the festival where we're kind of exploring that what are the conditions that have created so many like world-class documentaries that are either stories about Ireland, stories from Ireland or you know, produced by Irish or created by Irish filmmakers. Um, and I think the, to preempt the conversation that we'll have at the festival a little bit, I think it's the result of of good sport mechanisms that have come from the industry and uh, very talented individuals which have been allowed to build that talent within within the structures that we've that we've got in Ireland. Um, and it, it makes me think about like the future of Irish film. If we're in this position now, maintain it. We're seeing like a real rush of films that are coming out post pandemic. Uh, as cinemas open up again, like September, August, September, two years saw like a mad rush of Irish films that came out. Every one of them worth worth the trip to the cinema. Really, really great stuff. And like some of them had been held back for one or two years. Some of them had just been finished during the pandemic and were on their way out. In twenty twenty two, we know already of like a number of Irish films. Um, Irish produced productions, which are going to really make a big impact. Like uh, the Souvenir Part Two is an Irish co-production. A really great indie film called Wolf um, by a filmmaker called Natalie Bianchieri, which is on its way out soon. It's her second feature. Feature it uh, and Scott. Low minutes. Uh, the lead roles are Lily Rose Depp and George Mackay. Um, things like that, which are shot in Ireland, and which really rely on the industry to get made are very, very important. And one of the questions that we're kind of asking ourselves is like, how do we maintain 
films like created alongside the big like souvenir part twos and normal people's all these kind of things um and i think that's kind of an ongoing conversation i think it's a a bit of a balancing act between maintaining subsidies which are likely to be reduced in time and maintaining talent having like a brain drain away from the the sector in ireland and keeping people in ireland to do their work there um like I, ireland's film tax credit system is really generous like it's one of the most generous in europe there's actually competition among countries to have like the highest <laughs> the highest um like subsidy basically um and ireland's always had a, a really high subsidy and what that's done is it's attract, attracted investment in it's allowed infrastructure to be built it's allowed investment to agencies and by by government and to recycle money back into the industry but once the infrastructure is built and the industry or self-sustaining the market dictates that that subsidy should be reduced or should be tapered down a little not to a non-competitive level but to a realistic level yeah i don't know when that will be or what effect that will have but it's like it's likely to happen eventually and um, and yeah i just think that there's a bit of a balance in that, that, will, that I, I hope we get to that stage you know where yeah. we maintain the quality of output to the point where where we think, hey, do you know what? We're we're self-sustaining. No, we don't need much of that. Um, uh, but yeah, I think it's just it's a long-winded conversation. That, um, and it's a it's a long journey for the industry to go on. It's just those kind of conversations I'm really looking forward to having at the festival this week. Well, that's it. I mean, you, you've touched on it there, and you've got a lot of industry workshops and talks as well. Um, is it yeah. as much about sort of growing the industry from your perspective the festival um as it is just sort of bringing in audiences to, to show off irish film it is yeah i mean like the festival doesn't exist without the industry and the industry the industry events that we have are, are open to everyone like the speakers are very high level people um from the screen agencies and um in the uk and ireland um bbc Screen Ireland, um, Irish producers, directors, um, writers are all represented on our industry programs. And the point is to have conversations like that about what we see at the festival and what we see in the industry, in the Irish film industry in general, and to offer a space where younger filmmakers or um, earlier career filmmakers can network and get to know those people and to grow their network and to have the same kind of support systems that we feel that we do um you know i think our community here in london like our irish community here in london like is it's not like you know we don't live separately like there's no there's no one irish area in london anymore like in the way that there was like a generation or two ago everywhere and you know sometimes you meet an irish person and say oh you're from ireland what what part are you from you know that kind of like standard banter um, but you come together at the festival and share uh, a common experience um which celebrates irishness is is a way for us to to come together and network and support each other, to build each other up 
Um, and we don't we don't have to do that every day of the year. We've got other aspects to our lives as well. But if you're a film Irish entity, and you, I mean, as a filmmaker in the UK, I can often feel myself quite isolated. You know, especially like working from home for years as well, like more so than ever. It's like, okay, I've got to just do all this on my own. And the point of an industry event like this is to say, you might have to do a lot of stuff from your own, but you're not always on. There is a network that you can access, and there is a way that we can support each other in small ways. Well, do you know what? I've sort of taken up a bit more than I, I thought I would of your time, um, but thank you for joining me today, Jerry. Brilliant. Thanks so much for having us, Niall. It's really it's been a really nice chat. No, it's been great. Do you know what? Hearing about what you do is phenomenal and kind of really interesting. So thank you so much. No worries, man. Thanks for having us. And I look forward to, look forward to seeing more. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Movies in Focus podcast. You can download it wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope that you tell your friends about it. That's it for this time. And I'll see you at the movies.